0: Good morning, good afternoon or good evening, everyone. I'm extremely excited, mainly because it's been a handful of days since I've even done a recording myself. And as you can tell from the background on my end, doing a little bit of traveling, but I'll be back at um, uh, back at home base uh, in the coming hours. Uh, without further ado, though, I'm very excited because we're going to be delving into a couple different things today with a couple of my favorite people. We have Mason and Scott with us. How you guys doing? And of course, Scott, the floor is yours. I'm doing good. Uh, how you doing, Mason?
1: Doing good, man. Glad to be here as always.
2: It's ought to be fun. So we're going to touch on a few different things. Uh, uh so Schumann resonance is pretty interesting. Uh, there's a lot of different correlations that, uh, that, that relates to, it relates to, the, the frequency that the heart beats at, uh, it touches on, uh, how that can be detected like three feet from outside the body so in three feet to the front three feet to each side so there's a six foot circumference of the human body that's detectable um through science um, the schumann resonance also has effects on the human brain and and the waves that that uh produces and we're gonna get into uh some other things too but without uh getting too far ahead let me uh, start screen sharing here the audio. All right. So first of all, what is the Schumann resonance? Uh, in 1893, George Francis Fitzgerald noted that the upper layers of the atmosphere must be fairly good conductors. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me just go straight to the notes. They're pretty good. So uh, the Schumann resonance is weaker magnetic fields than the magnetic poles produce and there's a cavity essentially of air right you have the conductive earth and the ionosphere which is very high up and the schumann resonance is low magnetic frequencies that are able to travel around the earth inside of that cavity between the earth and the ionosphere there are there's a primary resonant frequency which is 7.8 hertz or cycles per second but there are also seven additional uh, frequencies around that we have 14 hertz 20 hertz 26 hertz 33 hertz which is an important one again i'm sure 39 hertz and 45 hertz um now uh being that they're eight in number it, it it to me it speaks to uh, not, not just brain waves, but also the chakra system, right? So you have seven and an octave, um, personally. Now, uh, let's go
0: over here. We'll go to the magnetic. Sorry, Scott, side. before, before you move on, could I jump in real quick on the Please do. Wikipedia right back there? Uh, thank you. Okay. So we see here, all right. Um, hence the second paragraph from, oh my gosh, the timing of this is quite peculiar. So let's, let us let me start from the top here. In 1893, George Francis Fitzgerald noted that the upper layers of the atmosphere must be fairly good conductors. Assuming that the height of those layers is about 100 kilometers above the ground, he estimated that oscillations, in this case, the lowest mode of the Schumann resonances, would have a period of 0.1 seconds. Because of this contribution, it has been suggested to rename these resonances Schumann Fitzgerald resonances. However, Fitzgerald's findings were not widely known, as they were only presented at a meeting of the British Association for the Advancement of Science, followed by a brief mention in a column in Nature. Hence, first suggestion that an ionosphere existed capable of trapping electromagnetic waves is attributed to Heaviside and Kennelly in 1902. What's interesting is that it seems that this sort of um, Postulation in 1902 took place only a handful of months after the very big mathematics and physics pro- um, conference in London took place, and we see here again Oliver Heaviside in correspondence with Kennelly, you know uh, Heinrich Hertz, uh, James C Maxwell. We see the same names popping up. Now, what's interesting is that it took another 20 years, as I'm reading here, before Edward Appleton and Barnett in 1925 were able to prove experimentally the existence of the ionosphere now what's interesting is that we'll find here is that to me this speaks to the concept again of particle fluctuations of that that's again particle fluctuations and the zero point vacuum that in a 3d or even 4d sense is all around us in a resonant harmonic tone and i say this because we'll see here that if we go to basic theory we'll see and i quote um right above the equation there in an ideal cavity perfect thank you uh in an ideal cavity the resonant frequency of the nth mode fn is determined by the earth radius a and the speed of light c now let's keep this in mind folks we see here and in an ideal cavity the resonant frequency of the nth mode i'd like to point out that it is to my understanding that when the letter or variable n is inserted. In the sake of you know, for the sake of n-dimensional vector states, nth mode of this, nth modal, um, you know, uh, hyperspectroscopic uh, uh, quantum detectors and radars, n simply represents, honestly, in layman's terms, part of my English, we have no fucking idea. That's essentially what that represents, and I'm saying this because it just speaks to again this whole angle of sure, it you know, you go to Wikipedia, you see all these fancy equations, and you're like, shit, I can never understand this it may not be as complicated as one might think. And I appreciate, by the way, uh, Scott, you bringing this up because we see here, these signals are very weak at large distances from the lightning source. That's interesting because that speaks to, again, the way in which Tom, Matt, and others claim to be able to visualize thick time, which speaks to oscillators harmonics. The closer you are to the source of that disseminator, of the vibration, the faster it's gonna be vibrating because from your perspective, relative to the observation of that entropic state, you are approaching it more so and the more you move away from it, the broader the waves are going to be uh, frequently sort of like swimming mm-hmm. sort of like in an ocean, if that makes sense, with the closer you get to the rock that you dropped into that ocean or that pond, the faster you're going to feel the effects of it. So it's all relative based on where you are. And I find it interesting yeah. that it has to again 100 kilometers 100 kilohertz, uh, it, it Interesting, relative to the Carmen line, almost as if there's something that is going back to your uh, uh your point, Scott, of the of the number eight. Almost as if there's something in the atmosphere, for better or worse, is not for me to say. But something or someone wanted us to stop. I guess you could say, not hypothesizing, but experimenting and interacting with a certain part of the upper end of the ionosphere. Almost as if there's, I don't know, shit going on there. That something or someone doesn't want us. To know about that's where i lead to but thank you for letting me uh, jump in of to- course no i'm happy to man um so
2: there there are events that will affect the entire globe periodically like massive high altitude like up in the mesosphere uh discharges of electricity and that'll that'll have large effects across the whole thing kind of like um a tornado over the ocean has has an effect of uh, on big scales you know what i mean um so uh while studying this i came across a video where the guy was talking about how if we go over to magnetic flux lines here right so we have a north and a south pole right let's say this is the north pole and this is the south pole for for ease of uh discussion here and then out from there you have the hardest end no no sorry yes okay so we're going out here and it's coming back in and as you get closer towards the sides of this diamagnetic system, the field gets weaker. So all the way in here, you could say this right here is Earth. And now these he's described these uh, magnetic flux lines as a guitar string, interestingly enough, and he says, as you pluck it, it vibrates, and it gives you a note in frequency, right? Now, the magnetic flux lines of the Earth are many orders of magnitude stronger. And there's Schumann resonance. The Schumann resonance is, is really small in comparison, um, which uh, also correlates to um, the international standard of music, which is 440 hertz, right? But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Right, quick,
0: quick question, brother. Could these um, these uh, flux, uh, let me see your flux lines, if you will, are they or could they be, to your knowledge, scalar or entropic or negentropic in nature? By chance so so my understanding of scalar
2: is uh a horizontal or or longitudinal uh wave in in relation to the direction the energy is traveling so if you and i were holding a jump rope right i'm holding an end you're holding an end if i were to take it and shake it left to right it would be a scalar wave moving that way and then if i were to shake it up and down to you that would be a transverse wave
0: right got
2: gotcha. you gotcha.
0: and if we did both we'd have a vortex got you combining longitudinal it. waves with transverse waves to create again vortex stargate portal whatever you want to call it I suspect uh I I personally
2: draw comparisons of like the iron cross or the um the Knights Templar cross to that you know you have four four dipoles or, or two different axes
0: in which the the waves traveling along so it's got you and and forgive me for 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 jumping in but would you be able to click on that picture on the top left there dependency of captured yes so we see this picture here and what i find interesting thank you so it's okay it's no worries um what i find so interesting about this picture is this speaks to me about again layers of that onion metaphorically we can visualize that as an onion, but also the the potential different states of entropy that speak to again when we see a craft, for example, going through a wall, it's it, it is vibrating at a lower or higher density. I'm afraid to use the words lower or higher, but you know what I mean. Uh, in order to ride that that wave differently. And I say this because if you could one last time, brother, if you could jump back to the Wikipedia page, if that's all right. I'm um down. thank you. We we see here that um let me point let me see where it was it had to do with it brought up a uh here we go the right below the equation the real earth ionosphere waveguide is not a perfect electromagnetic resonant cavity losses due to finite ionosphere electrical conductivity lower the propagation speed of electromagnetic signals in the cavity now the question then becomes okay what is a cavity or what what could a cavity be in this particular regard well what's interesting is that right above the equation we'll see here in an ideal cavity the resonant frequency of the whatever we have no idea what it is mode is determined by earth radius by the speed of light and all of that now a cavity is essentially you know a containment of a particular set of whatever environmental states it derived from that and then contained it and what's interesting is that Photons, according to Dr. Hal Pudoff's 1994 presentation, photons, when you put them in a cavity, regardless of what stress, pressure, environment the cavity's in, generally speaking, the, the photons do not de excite, which speaks to, again, if we could go back to your picture there um, of the magnetic, there we go perfect it's interesting that again these circles seem to represent not just layers of the onions not just entropic states of of again like you said transverse transversal and longitudinal um, whatever you could say phenomenon events you name it but they also seem to represent different states of that cavity relative to the power source that is emitting that cavity or emitting that energy that could create the layers of the cavity to be harnessed and dare i say ridden kind of like surfing a a wave if that makes sense so it's interesting you bring this up because not to jump the gun on your presentation we see here that uh, i mean it's been brought up in the past flux liner has been the name of some of these arvs alien reproduction vehicles and it's interesting that maybe the flux liner is riding the flux of some of the lines of these scalar transversal and longitudinal weights waves excuse me but thank you i promise i will. no no, I will. dude
2: i don't mind at all honestly so uh to your point uh if if i recall seeing some of the alleged uh plans of the tr3b stuff it had three gravity generators right and so if gravity is um comparable with magnetism in that regard then then they both have lines of flux so right but what i'm curious about which i'm not fully um aware one way or the other is if the lines of flux are in motion or if they're static or if they are both you know what i mean in a superposition
0: kind of thing so could you repeat that one more time just for the audience that's a really Uh, good question in my opinion so so i don't know uh maybe maybe
2: someone in the science community could answer this question for me with a magnetic field such as this with lines of flux if the lines of flux are in motion, if they are static, or if they are both, in a kind of a quantum superposition kind of way. Um,
0: that, okay, oh my, that I wanna thank you for that because what's interesting about that is that speaks to the um, discussion that we had a while ago about, uh, I think I had it maybe with Brandon about randomness versus indeterminism. Relative to Nicholas Jissen's uh, proposals, which is that again, that speaks to the same set of three variable uh, potentials that you just listed there, brother. Which speaks to <coughs> the uh, G potential that Maxwell brought up in his equations. And wow, I, I can't. I'm seriously for the audience. I'm realizing this in real time. So you said you are wondering if the scalar or the flux liners or the the forgive me the the magnetic fluxes are in motion static or they could be both in a sort of non-local quantum entanglement sense that's schrodinger right schrodinger right because it speaks to this whole concept of again einstein's theory of general relativity or even special relativity which is that it's not that it is wrong but rather incomplete which speaks to james maxwell's g potential being removed which was the third potential which speaks to the concept of duality right you have you know bad good up down left right you name it uh you know uh black white whatever you want to call it but then you have that center point and that speaks to me as well as nicholas just to nicholas justin's thick time the whole thing of is it going to rain tomorrow yes no or neither or both because it has it has yet to be determined if that makes sense and to me that speaks directly to your question Are the lines of flux in motion static or both I think this third option of both in a state of it has yet to be determined is separate from that of the concept of randomness and Ai predictability, but I think that's what brings in the um, the intuition angle from it and i, I the, to me this also speaks to what we may be confined in geometrically because there seems to be a limit whether doing shapes whether doing mathematics whether doing whether asking questions like you just did there seems to be a limit it's either yes no or third option and any other options are not possible because they cannot be they can be proven but it's more difficult to think of them whilst getting to that point of provability if that makes sense um, sort of like the Fibonacci, Tribonacci thing, but, uh, Mason, please, brother.
1: Uh, alright I'm gonna try to jump in here. Um, this is so great a little great. while ago we uh, were, we were asking if the Schumann resonance was, was scalar. Um, and so then I think Scott, you, a minute ago, were saying something about, uh, scalar and tensor waves, and then the two combined together, creating a vortex. And so looking at this and then everything that we were just talking about, I'm wondering if, if the Schumann resonance is scalar, and if our own bioresonance is more of a tensor, I don't know if that's that's true or not. Or I'm just I'm just like postulating, but what if the two together? Because because I know something that we are maybe going to touch on today is is the connection between this human resonance and our own bioresonance and whether or not the two interact. And I'm almost wondering if the two of those actually create that vortex, which is something to do with time and space, if you get where I'm where I'm trying to pull ideas together.
2: So um Transverse, not non-tensor. I I've only transverse, yes, thank you. Thank you. The, I was
1: looking up tensor waves the other day, so that's why it came out, but yes, thank you. Transverse.
2: Very interesting topic in its own right. The the tensor stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. so because uh electromagnetics or uh or uh solar, right? Solar storms, solar uh magnetic storms, uh lightning, electromagnetic discharge those things affect it and because so i'm i'm assuming that the the this the ball earth is correct in this so sure if it if it is a ball right or spherical in nature then when you have these electrostatic discharges it's going to be moving all right first first we have the two planes we have the earth surface and we have the ionosphere right so we have the cavitation in between of our atmosphere in order for it to be moving around the earth and for it to be trapped, it has to be going up and down, it has to be going transverse. Now, at the same time, if the charge is large enough for it to affect the entire atmosphere, it's also going to be um, longitudinal, it's going to be moving around the entire thing at the same time, right? Right. So, so it would make sense that um, it it is both transverse
0: and uh, scalar in nature. If I could just jump in real quick, I wonder, to your point, Scott, I wonder if certain parts of the, I guess you could say, of the the planet on the surface have, I don't want to use this too loosely, but artificial cavities placed around the ionospheres, if that makes sense, Uh, speaking to this whole thing of a geomagnetic grid fencing that may come into play as well. And I wanted to also add to what Mason said about um, transversibility I wonder if collective consciousness directs the transversibility with respects to the focused intent, because if we are the source of our own subconscious. Um, uh, operating table that that we are being operated on that perspective of us being the source relative to the pine cones kissing the um the knights templar symbols the you know the the nazi symbolism all of this the reoccurrence of finding the focal point ancient egypt time fears the pyramids the vortex the same idea i wonder if that collection of united focus in a transversible sense in a tensor sense that's a whole other ball game but in a transversible mm-hmm. sense directs in the same way that we see oscillations kind of viewing you know the way that quantum reality seems to be perceived as you know reality is only as real as the individual observing it if that observation in that cone-like way via the photonic interpretation of our eyes branches out more cavities that via our intent that we don't even realize collectively that then create more for better or worse entropic states of of disarray chaos confusion And social media, for example, would only be an amplification of that that collective disarray, but I think also we can use it, I don't mean to fear monger I say disarray because unfortunately I think that's what's going on right now, but I think if we brought ourselves together just enough to focus, just like anything else, you can take that that is is isness and lean it instead of negative for positive. So thank you for for letting me uh, jump in. Well,
2: we're here to have a dialogue, man. It's not just me giving a lecture because, frankly, I don't have the uh, scholastic credentials to to be talking on this stuff in a in a this is how it is kind of manner. You know what I mean? So, I appreciate it. I I just I feel bad if you jumping into your. Uh, <laughs> please, please don't. It's it's a loosely organized collection of ideas at best, my friend. So uh, I want to show some some pictures that I found here. Um, Uh, I guess we'll open with the notepad, not that one, nope, that's not going to cut it, dang, okay, you know what, I'll just have to go back to the source where I sent it, we'll go here, here we are, so these are the Schumann resonance frequencies, we have the primary frequency right here at 7.8 hertz, right, and I, I presume this is the amplitude on the left, then 14, 20, 26, 33 39 and 45 and you notice how these spikes are slowing down as it gets higher right it, to me I, I immediately started thinking about the regular electromagnetic spectrum with uh, you know ultraviolet and infrared um, also that apparently correlates with the brain waves and and how our mind works right um so i took some notes on that i'm also going to zip over to it but just for the sake of zipping through the numbers real quick the gamma brain waves are at 30 to 100 hertz beta has three subsets that's uh they go from uh beta 1 which is excuse me we'll start at beta 3 and move down beta 3 which is 23 to 40 hertz beta 2 which is 15 to 23 or beta 1 which is uh 12.5 to 15 hertz and as you can see that here we have 14 hertz and that's smr or also called the mu wave or flow state that people get into apparently um, uh, moving on to 20 here that falls into beta two, 26 hertz over here falls into beta three, 33 hertz over here falls into uh let's see here uh, that's still beta 39 hertz uh we're in gamma and 45 i suppose is still in gamma but what's what's interesting though is that as as if we go back over to uh, this guy right here and we take a look at this we have it going in and it gets smaller and smaller right and so this is just a demonstration or an image but if you were to take a piece of magnet and iron filings on paper you'd see it gets really really small and so we also have theta waves delta and sub delta waves right and so who's to say that those aren't more like uh earth frequencies like in the ground like elf vlf gwen that kind
0: of stuff you're muted right thank you this is interesting okay i want this has led me on a whole new train of thought now wondering if the speaking back to to photons cavities uh vector scalar states transversibility all of that and, and tensor metrics i wonder if they're again i i want to apologize more so to the audience because my my intent is not to fear monger or make it seem like we are in a trap of sorts but it seems like even following the science that's what it keeps leading back to for me at least pertaining to maybe not a trap per se but a limitation beyond a certain level of observational understanding whether mathematically scientifically and I, i say this because i wonder to your point scott and to what mason was saying earlier if there has been some deliberate establishment within both the physics the the, the field of physics the field of electrodynamics a quantum electrodynamics electromagnetic fields and extremely low frequencies that prevent us from measuring on the surface although i think the military can, can see this prevent us from measuring on the surface the quantum state in which one can zoom into, for lack of a better term, I say that because when you said that horizontal line Scott keeps getting thinner and thinner and thinner well okay in pure theory theoretically. Is there such thing as too thin I don't think so, because if we again if. if We are everywhere and nowhere it's all relative to the observational state of what we're currently uh, viewing so if we were to say zoom in the same way someone does on psychedelics or something of the sort you keep zooming into that line that center line if you will that horizontal line it's sort of like you keep following it sort of like a dog chasing its tail you keep seeing you you think you get to a point and then it goes in again and then it just keeps zooming in again because of that 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 concept of non locality and i wonder if the schumann resonance is sort of like the um the key to the door of opening that but again that door of opening then leads us into the extremely low frequencies and and of course which you so timely uh seem to be bringing up here, so please. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, getting
2: into it, so this this is where I pulled it from. Uh, Neurosonica? Yeah, neurosonica.com. Um, the, the beta is apparently where we do a lot of the uh, alert and aware thinking, getting down. But here we go, slow, low, mid-range. Uh, see your particular reason for an optimal frequency for focus or concentration which i i wonder if uh, people who have adhd or add have uh, not a lot of activity perhaps in this range and i don't know if it's an environmental product or a chemical product um beta 3 it's in the higher range resultate anxiety stress paranoia excessive energy and humor so,
0: very interesting excess so we see here sensor 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 motor rhythms excuse me smr rhythms are associated with the move wave and flow states that are re- relaxed yet alert focused and attentive some researchers refer to them as an idling rhythm they most notably they occur most notably excuse me when the body is inactive after physical exercise and in clinical trials have proven helpful in assisting with sleep-related problems, including restless leg syndrome. Interesting, end quote.
2: So that's the uh, 14.5, right? Just below the top of the SMR frequency here is the second uh, uh, frequency in the Schumann resonance there. Right. So I thought that was pretty interesting that it's uh, not quite double because that would be 15, but that might be, oops like a point of eclipse kind of thing where you're not actually in it you're just rounding up right right uh alpha to delta there we are so yeah that flow state stuff uh where people start getting man i could just swear turn all that off sorry guys
0: no no worries at all yeah Daggone.
2: yeah it's off i don't know
0: yeah it's a noise
2: Weird. Sorry folks. You're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, I love you all the same. Theta wave. So theta is an interesting frequency of the brain. So that's also where kids stay, uh, for when between up to the age of seven, because you can't just straight up talk to somebody and teach them all the social, um, P's and Q's and nuances in society. Children stay in theta wave, which is the same state as hypnosis, right? So they're absorbing things all the time up until the age of seven. Uh, after seven, the brain starts
0: changing chemically.
2: Now th- this could, is where go ahead.
0: So yeah, in, if I could man. jump in, Scott, the build. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately on the building of, you know, uh, sort of, you know, the development from the ages of, you know, birth and the physical all the way up until they're the age seven. What's interesting to me is that if we think about things like, for example. Um, In a in a sort of um, harmonic way, if you will, similar to the images of the flux uh, cavities there that you gave. I, I can't help but think of, for example, harmonic oscillations in a natural sense that are emitting from the body from the age from birth to the age of seven, almost as if again each year, not necessarily well maybe having to do with the orbit relative to where one's located is building each chakra in a harmonic sense. It is establishing the seven chakras in a way that speaks to like um those cavities surrounding you except this time around it's actually birthing within you and that is why for example the concept of you know dare i say and this will be put on youtube uh, but um certain adrenal products let's say seem to be so uh, pr- uh, prevalent and favored in in the, the younger uh generations because of that ability of that, that purification of growth within the harmonic oscillation that build the chakras up until the age of seven. So I just wanted to, um, to, to, to throw that in there, but thank you. That's a reasonable connection. I mean, so, so there's a
2: lot to seven, Seven's a big deal. So every seven years, all of your body is constantly shedding cells right so every seven years you essentially have a new body it shed all the cells bone cells blood cells skin cells liver cells everything brain cells um and and you know damn damn so so little kids right being uh seven and younger i suppose to your point as you're saying there or alluding to one might say um young taste buds don't handle spicy food so well they don't do all kinds of things so because everything's so fresh and new i mean there's reason people like veal right um young cow very young cow baby essentially you know um spring chicken as they say so uh there there is something
0: to the youth aspect of that um which is interesting because it seems to be correlated with some of these alleged you know uh, stories of of non-humans or non-terrestrial uh bipedal beings you know looking human and having very um pure like baby-like skin even when they're adults you know they claim that we we reek when they come to this planet you know things like this so uh, yeah yep yeah uh that's interesting. It's not, not the first
2: time I kind of heard that I heard that recently. Uh, some other dude was talking about it. He was talking about, uh, inner earthers saying that, that we stink up here. Apparently. So, um, that's talk about synchronicities. We'll, we'll talk later, but yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. Um, yeah, the Delta, the delta's is interesting stuff. So as like I, I was saying, so what if, what if the rate of the vibration right the hertz or cycles per second correlates n- maybe directly or close to the distance from the earth so you know as we're we're further out maybe closer to the ionosphere oops we're closer towards the uh oops I'm sorry we go. 45 cycles per second up closer you know and as we get down closer towards the earth where we are because we're so small in comparison to some of the things i've seen allegedly uh in history uh, at 7.8 cycles per second um i don't really know i really don't um so sympathetic vibrations have you guys heard that term before
0: sympathetic right. vibrations um right Potentially, so, but i doubt it
2: when uh you take i'm sure you've seen the uh example of where someone has two tuning forks right of the same pitch and they have one sitting isolated on mm. a stand and they strike the other one and as they move it closer that resonance starts to activate the other one which is in the same frequency right so the vibration is traveling through a medium the cavitation that we're in and affecting the other tuning fork so when i started getting into this study here uh the the guy referred to it as field wave resonance okay and so to that to me i was like all right well what's that about and then he started explaining it and i was like oh sympathetic vibration okay so um like when you are in a room that happens to have a lot of old glass old single single pane glass in a room and you you make sounds and the glass will vibrate at the same uh rate as the vibration that you're making with your mouth or musical instrument what to have you um also called or when you reson- walk in a
1: room after an argument just happened and you feel the energetic vibration and you can tell that's
2: a whole other thing too um so uh the heart also syncs up with the uh, this vibration apparently um but uh, all right so sympathetic vibrations what is it going field wave resonance I lost my train of thought, but it's okay. Um no worries. So moving forward a little bit. Uh before we got on the uh started recording, Mason, you were talking about red sprites and elves and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I'm learning about the Schumann resonance is that as these electrical discharges happen, you can see them in space, but you can only see them on the night side of the planet. So you'll see like the red sprites and then you'll have uh, pegs or, or uh, ticks on the other side or elsewhere. So the guy, uh, there's a gentleman I was watching, I'll provide you the links to put in the, uh, the video title later, Dave, but he was making references of a guy who was on the phone in Rhode Island at a um, ELF facility, and he got on the horn with somebody in Colorado, and he like, oh, I got a red spike and he would get a spike on the schumann resonance elf uh, monitoring station in rhode island so these electrical discharges are capable of showing up all the time.
0: Uh, Okay. It's all- well, sorry could i could i jump in with that um i've been for the past like three four minutes as you've been breaking this down which i i thank you immensely for i've been sort of doing my own little sketch and, and concept on we may there may be a concept or a potential of cavities within cavities and more denser cavities layered on top of mirror cavities depending where we are on the planet and um not meaning to to detract from what you're doing what you're showing here but could i share my screen real quickly if that's okay? i thank you um, um so i've been sketching as you've been going through this uh sort of the concept of for those that recall um the rooms are separate games episode from three four months back on the uh, on the patreon and we see here so the imagine this is our home the w uh, represents the washroom the l for say the living room the g is the garage say over here the um we have for example the kitchen um now what's interesting is that it seems like adding on top of what scott's been saying about again the flux uh the magnetic fluxes and the cavities of them What I find quite peculiar is, say, for example, we are the source of that um, of the, the frequencies that are emitting. Now, you might be saying, okay, why are you using a cross to represent us as the source? Well, I would say that's because we are the pine cones kissing. We are the vortexes. We are the organic stargate, if you want to call it that. Now, what's interesting to me is that let's take this purple, for example we seem to be depending on the brainwave state in which we are in, regardless if we're awake, regardless if we're sleeping, you name it, we seem to be emitting vector scalar states of transversibility. Now, here's what's interesting. If we jump over here very quickly, a a scalar versus vector state is that a scalar has uh, length, area, volume, speed, mass, density, pressure, temperature, uh, energy entropy work and power meaning that essentially it is it is um the magnitude of it is everywhere and all all over the place right as we see here a scalar quantity has only magnitude now if we go to vectors they have both magnitude and direction So we see vector quantities have displacement, because in order for something to be placed in one state, it must be displaced in another, which speaks to that duality of things. Direction, velocity, acceleration, momentum, force, lift, drag, thrust, and weight, which is interesting because that speaks relative to the five observables of, you know, on the public angle of things, the UAP topic. Now, this is, again, I think a beautiful description here of something that is scalar and something that is vector. Right. And if you combine vector scalar, what you then have are harmonic right angles that are being emitted from the zero point source. Now, what is the zero point source? It is that transverse line right down the middle, which speaks to Roger Penrose's collapsing the wave, which speaks to there are not two strands of our DNA, but three. Actually, I would say more than that, but we'll, we'll leave it at three, which speaks to again, the variability of the potential archetype of what we're living in speaking to again going before is it going to rain yes is it going to rain no but there may be a third option which was also conveniently removed from Maxwell's potential equations right so point being is that if we take this image here of the vector scalar um, you know variability of dissemination energetically we can go and head back to the sketches here say again the red crosses are us and say you walk into the living room right and you're not really in a good mood Whichever direction is going to be emitting and it could be, by the way, you could be emitting this from all around you, but what i'm trying to get at is this here. so say you're in a in a in a, in a shitty mood part of my English, you are now emitting. Again, those resonant frequencies and the farther away someone is from you, the less they're going to feel. And the closer they get, the more they're going to feel that energy resonating off of you. Now, here's what's equally as interesting. Let's let's instead of saying, Oh, see this purple, it's it's going everywhere and, and all over the place in a magnitude sense, because you know, magnitude is all you know all in every direction simultaneously. What if we apply the vector scalar state here? The, particularly the vector angle of things, where it is going in a particular direction. What's interesting is that we can find, for example, let's take, um, let's use I don't know, let's use uh, green for this. So now this is the same person on one side of their body, they're emitting again, maybe a very negative energy, but on the other side, and you'll I'll explain in a second, you might be saying, Dave, I thought we can only emit one feeling at once. Well, again, Going back to honing that compass, if you will, that speaks to duality, right? On the other side, you're emitting a very positive, very positive sort of warm energy like feeling. Now, again, when we look at this big picture, this speaks to us being in the center. We are the source of that dissemination, regardless of if it's good or bad, which speaks to, again, the concept of the balance and all of this. But let's go even one step further. What happens if there is something that is attempting to create? And I'm going to use um, in this particular case, I will use uh, yellow here. Um, What if there is something that is actually yeah, that is attempting to. Now, let's think about this from a non local perspective, let's say a whether AI, whether something that is more uh, powerful than us or more, maybe not powerful. but. Is higher up on that metaphorical food chain than us let's say says I don't like particularly the even keel of this of this dissemination of of balanced energies right purple bad green good, so I want to confine them. And their resonances into an entropic cavity, and so what you then have is now that resonance is confined within that cavity and here's the thing, because we are not aware of the fact that we are non local. And there's something that is stopping us from again i don't like to use this word because it implies direction but ascending if you will what you then have is someone or something could zoom you down into a mirror state of your home and so what ends up happening is this yellow circle in which you think encompasses the vast majority of the living room is actually encompassing a much smaller state so you go from thinking you're in the whole room to still thinking you're in the whole room but to the rest of the observational consensus quote unquote reality states you're really just this you've become this now but you don't know the difference because you have not seen a, a focal point or pillar to compare that zooming in and zooming out to so then what you then have is why would why would something do this for better or worse to us well you now have the ability for more cavities to be created on the outside and you layer those cavities on top of layers and we ourselves don't even realize that we have been shrunk down scaled up doesn't really matter the direction per se so long as that we don't realize that there's an exponential point of growth outside of the three variables whether that's in math physics you name it so hopefully that this this makes sense but this would be the idea I mean the the zooming in, zooming out, and then messing with people in their own homes, if that makes sense. So uh using this type of concept. And actually, we see here um epdf.pub has a fantastic set of of publications on photons and atoms, and you know, having to do with quantum electrogravitics and cavities. And I mean, for crying out loud, look at the cover of this this right over here. It's the same idea. Just the cover of the book gives that same that same sort of uh hint, if you will, but um. That's my that's my two cents. Thank you. I kind of thought
2: you were going to move towards uh, focusing direct and directing intent with uh, the, the directional aspect that you had there. But I, I didn't ex- anticipate your
0: polarization of emotion, either. So thank you. Neat. I'm uh, I, well, I mean, I was trying to I was going to go there, too, with the concept of focused intent and the direction and all that. But I think enough of us are at least on the Patreon, have grasped it by now. So it's like, okay, let's zoom mm-hmm. that out and try and again, this speaks to what we just described. There is a form of quantum entanglement to those that view time as linear. That right there looks like a muddied soup of God knows what. But if you zoom in, what you then have is what we just laid out right there. So it's just a concept of, again, there are certain people I've spoken to off the record within the US federal government that have said, well, you know, Dave, it's quite possible with a smirk they're looking at, it's quite possible that you know we've developed more um, advanced tools to measure these things. And then I'm just there like, listen, I'll do respect in my head. I know that there's a certain person that literally wrote the textbook on quantum lasers in the 1960s. So, you know, to say that the, the, you just got the tools now. OK, I'll, I'll, I'll play along. But <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so to speak more on uh, frequencies, right. Um, I mentioned earlier, 430, uh, 440 Hertz being the standard for musical tuning. Right. Um, That was um, a supported international standards organization in 1953. They helped push that that whole thing. So there is a device called um, a simiscope, and it was invented by John. Well, co-invented or co-designed by John Stuart Reed. And the uh, simoscope um measures cymatics basically so um when they put certain frequencies into it it's able to generate images and when they put 432 frequent 3 432 hertz into it it continually produces a triangle and this uh, triangle no matter what they did with it, they figured something was wrong initially and they kept playing with it and it wouldn't change it continues to stay a triangle It'll. Uh, I believe that they said it would pulsate and um, not gyrate, but uh, a a synonym of gyrate Um, writhe, I believe, was the word. It was writhing and pulsating, but it would remain a triangle. And it it stayed that way in that state. Um, Now, 440 hertz. Mason, you know a little bit about that stuff, right? Being into music?
1: Yeah, a little bit more from the music side of things but yeah what you were just saying like like that's that that's there is a for every like frequency like 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 there's a shape you know like it corresponds to something and like oftentimes when we look at the little semantic you know the little plates and stuff we might just see geometric patterns but from what i've seen what i've researched there are especially when you like tune over into the 432 hertz like frequency spectrum like you can easily reproduce like different like simple shapes. And like, I, I I was blown away the day, I forget the exact video or what I was watching where like, I saw it all pull together where like, I'm like, wait, so sound frequencies can produce shapes. And like, you know, if you think of that in like, you know, not just being a two dimensional shape on a paper, but an actual 3D or even 4D or 5D, you know, however many dimensionals, you know, aspects of the object, like I was just like, wait, so this is, this is reality right here. You know, and then when I started to learn about the Schumann resonance, and and it being a frequency, and I started thinking, I'm like, well, it's not just like it's like a, it's not just a flat line going around the planet. It's an actual, you know, it has a full shape, you know, that encapsulates the entire planet. And and, and I think in a sense, like you know, there there there's something. Oh, I'm starting to lose my thought, but it's just something to do with like the the Schumann harmonics and and creating density i don't know i lost my thought I, uh, I wanted like, i wanted jump. so much
0: no no problem I wanted you, to might, you might know where i
1: was going maybe I, okay <laughs>
0: it's, it's interesting you say this because i there's something too it just came to me now topological photonic knots and what's interesting about that is that it seems to use cavities to encapsulate those those um photonic knots using harmonics in in a in a vector scalar sense to yeah that yeah
1: yeah that's what i was like searching for and my brain was scrambling what you were saying earlier about the cavities and i was just like wait that could be the you know in a sense like what's in the schumann harmonics because there's not just one frequency it's like a number of different frequencies that like changes it moves outwards and i'm like you know just just from what i know about music and like even even uh, when I started recording some some music recently I, on my guitar, I switched from using four thirty two or four forty bass tuning to four thirty two, and I noticed the harmonics were different. And so I, I definitely think that these cavities like could pertain to like Schumann harmonics in a way.
0: We we have also Heinrich Kashmir from the Netherlands, I believe, with the produced the Kashmir effect long long ago, mm-hmm. and that, that won the Nobel Prize, I believe. But then kind of went quiet, and then of course we have. Um, We have the the cashmere effect as well as the, oh, forgive me. The, um I I lost it, but I'll I'll get it. I'll get it, but Scott, please. You're forgiven. So
2: (laughs) Nikola Tesla, he said that the brain and the earth itself work on the same frequencies. Following that, he said, if we can control that resonance system electronically, we can direct and control the entire mental system of humankind. So that personally to me, knowing that um cell phone towers emit frequencies like everything is frequency to to be frank right so uh part of that may be an aspect of control whether on the surface or an unintended byproduct of technology that's up for debate but uh it's 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 a thing quite frankly as we've already demonstrated it correlates to the, the schumann resonance correlates to brain frequency uh as you had uh, asked a few times in the past like has anybody had like weird experiences this weekend um uh our our good friend mason here has a channel on telegram called schumann beings and uh there are there are folks in there who who share um images from the uh, the russian uh schumann frequency monitoring station Could you i don't know the term of that Mason? you'll break it down yeah
1: it's a it's i guess yeah you described it perfectly as kind of like a uh you know a schumann resonance monitoring station there's oh, one russia. over in, no. in russia there's one in italy and there's i think a few others but they're not as you know frequently updated or as accurate um the wood, the wood, and yeah and be. a lot of people in my community and and some of the other people I know, like kind of more into spiritual practices and things like that, they um, they have their own way of interpre- interpreting the Schumann resonance charts and um, looking at the the amplitudes. And a lot of people get confused with, you know, like the amplitude versus, I even get confused with the terminology, but I know that like when the Schumann resonance, when they speak of it, you know, in terms of the number going up, it's not, you know, in frequency and Hertz, it, it's the amplitude, it's the intensity. And so, a lot of us in the communities have noticed, you know, correlations where some people, when there are solar flares, solar activity, creating, you know, geomagnetic storms, people have noticed an increase in, you know, just feeling off, feeling emotional, crying, um, feeling very fatigued, very super energetic, you know, having um, what a lot of people call ascension symptoms, and a lot, and this is a word that's very diluted in in kind of mainstream uh, new age you know, if you will, but there's definitely some, there's definitely something to it, um, especially when you think in terms of frequential, you know, and 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 how like, you know, these different, what we were talking about the different mind states, the alpha, beta, gamma states. 2017, I think was the first time that the Schumann resonance chart reported. Uh, I mean, and of course it could have happened, you know, other times, but in just, when we've been following the Schumann resonance, they noticed uh, a, a peak in the amplitude to i think it was over 36 hertz or sorry not 36 but honestly we don't know what the actual measurement they use is like we you know it just is a number and there's no reference to what it you know what it measures we just know it's an amplitude so i shouldn't say hertz but um but basically it, it rose over 36 and that that's unheard of you know like in terms of like what we have measured you know it usually doesn't go over 15 and a lot of people believe that correlates with you know recent events that are happening in our in our world could be you know people are you mason are you referring in frequency
0: are you referring to the russian woodpecker
1: maybe i don't know i I, i'm familiar with the technology but um elaborate on those
0: straight those uh interesting grid like towers from long ago with with cones like coils that were used during the soviet era um over oh. long distances i believe it was called the oh. russian woodpecker and there were some other european countries that sort of followed suit but um after the collapse of the soviet union a lot of that work went uh went to the uh to the americans mm-hmm. th- through the work of people like lieutenant colonel tom Bearden and um colonel uh lieutenant colonel john b alexander and, and you name it but yeah I, th- I think that's along the same lines having to do with the the harmonics of the earth instead of tuning the harmonics to of the earth to the people, tuning the people to the harmonics of the planet, and then readjusting the state of environmental entropic, um, I guess you could say like scalability, really, uh, right to, to that. So then you can basically have a collective set of individuals be in tune with the planet but in a way they don't even realize and then they can on the surface they can attribute that to well oh you know i'm getting aches from the rain and you know the right. rain it's gonna rain so i'm getting achy and things like this which is fine but not realizing on the larger collective that it's being used in a particular direction that the individual did not consider, right right and then that's right and putting uh, things in our faces by bending things and not you know again that that whole idea there
1: Right, and that speaks to everything from you know just the frequency of language itself. You know, like getting into like the Dan Winter's type of perspective of, of you know of, of language, and, and it also speaks to um, I keep losing my thought, but um, it's something based off what you were just saying. But uh, you know, just the connection between people and this human resonance. And, and oh, oh, I, I was what I was going to talk about was uh, Havana Syndrome, and like how I don't know if you remember. Uh, you know, I, I I sent a video kind of through the the telegram groups and through this human beings group uh, last year about the weird spirals that were pulsing outward from Havana on the lightning maps on the the Wendy app, you know, that you can track, you know, different weather, uh, weather you know, you can see the lightning and different, you know, things that are moving, you know, in storms and whatever, and there were these spirals. And that was right around the time that, you know, there's an increase in the news about, you know, Havana syndrome cases. And you know going back to like the you know the people looking at the Schumann resonance charts we've seen all sorts of weird stuff 19 hertz you know a line across the Schumann resonance charts and almost like these like interjected points and like you can see it it looks like interference you know and and a lot of people speculate that that influences us in our in our in our brain state our, our way of functioning and you know like you said we might just dismiss it as oh it's just a rainy day oh i'm just having a bad day you know and and that's what creates you know the dissolution and and, and like the conflict among people shout it's out
2: a, to philip for that uh discovering the spirals yes in there, yes definitely you know? yes, so, thank you yeah it was philip um, who discovered that uh real quick dave i know you i want to step on your toes real quick no, so Just speaking on uh cavities within cavities science and tech from newsweek earth's atmosphere extends far beyond the moon scientists discover right and this is uh 2019 february of 19. um and there were also articles talking about how the earth has enough oxygen or excuse me the moon has enough oxygen in its surface to sustain so many people for for so many years and all that um pretty neat so this the atmosphere extending beyond what you know the moon um i don't know if because that's closer to the um van allen belt which i i i presume is the earth's uh perimeter of the magnetic field from the poles you know if we were to go back exactly to exactly what i was thinking van lines, allen belt, right so if you're if you're sitting in uh If you were to think of it like radiation, you know, being in an area of super high uh, magnetism probably wouldn't be very good for you. I mean, after all, we have iron in our blood and gold in our brains and all kinds of different stuff to that effect. I mean,
0: we're also bioelectric creatures or electrochemical creatures. And if we apply the the concept of or the the foundation of quantum electrodynamics to this, that's very simple as, okay, well, if one had the tools to then measure this, how long has this been hidden from us? And this speaks to an external uh, observation of, you know, Earth's atmosphere. What about the junk DNA within us? Are there more of those layered cavities that are, of course, not junk that then speak to, well, oh, you know, there's another strand that that is at such a nano level we didn't even realize it till now same way they're saying it externally with the planets oh there's such a large photonic cavity or something of this kind that seems to extend farther than we initially thought what's the difference zooming out zooming in. it's the to me it's the same idea, so I think a lot of people should I'm not saying they this should be the way to look at it, but one way to look at it would be okay if this is the case with the earth, what about with our DNA. If there's a dissemination of some type of cone or toroid field that can that is non-local, which speaks to the entire set of quantum physics, which is a proposal of conjectures that don't necessarily, that are not fluid when you put them side by side, right? Uh, what does that say about all of this then? But I think the, those type of questions then lead to, you know, understanding that we have a lot of things organically that we're now being told on the surface must be done um, physically. Because you know mm-hmm. it's not that we're being told we don't have it, it's just being dismissed or obfuscated from the narrative, right? because the not to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah,
2: having it organically versus being told you have to do it uh, technologically right, let's yep. say.
0: Yep. yep
2: right exactly. Uh, so so real quick, the, the Earth's atmosphere is made up of layers of gas surrounding the planet held in place by gravity. Different layers is known as the troposphere, the stratosphere, the mesosphere, where some of those massive lightning strikes occur, uh, the thermosphere, and the exosphere, and the geocorona, where the atmosphere merges with outer space, is a cloud of hydrogen atoms. Now, that's interesting to me. Now, I've never read this article in full before, but I do know that um, the only thing that escapes black holes is jets of hydrogen gas. So that's Kennedy. holy
0: crap the only thing that expl that it oh
2: um, yeah dude then we have uh hydrogen and two oxygen we could go all day with this stuff bro
0: hydrogen where the atmosphere merges with our space is a cloud of hydrogen atoms so let's repeat that one last time just to make sure everyone heard that the only thing that escapes from a black hole is hydrogen is that correct yeah Hi- hydrogen jets yeah hydrogen let's let's
2: jet. go real time real quick uh let's uh hydrogen jets black hole. black hole as the jet travels away from the black hole it collides with the hydrogen cloud and interacts with the gas It creates multiple streams of expanding bubbles that extend out roughly 500 light years in the galactic halo uh do why this do black hole jets carry so much energy it's, it's weird, right? Like I thought nothing escaped black holes. And uh, yeah, well,
0: let's go one step further, particularly hydrogen. Why, why was I so, why did I seem to be so blown away because Dan winter's Planck times golden ratio to the integer of one 17, 18 and 19 seems to be the three again, going back to the three of yes, no. And then indetermined that whole concept there, but the whole, you know, duality yes, no, then uh, something down the middle, but his, those three equations make up, Coincidentally, I say that with air quotes, the exact radius or radii of hydrogen, which is one of the building blocks of our our, our reality. To me that's like whoa and you just said hydrogen I did not, I didn't know this is the only thing that seems to come out of a black hole when it burps those mini jets. It's right in front of us, in my opinion, at least to a large extent. Wow, 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 wow. I want to thank you a ton, Scott, because if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have, I I wouldn't have known. Yeah, we think of them as giant cosmic
2: vacuum cleaners. It's not all one way travel as gas falls towards the black hole. It spirals gradually inwards, like water going into a plug hole, but it's not all lost. Some of it instead can be diverted outwards in narrow energetic beams known to astronomers as jets narrow energetic beams almost like a laser made out of matter because i mean that's that's all that a laser is is a very narrow band of light i wonder Uh, if that's what's coming from havana too when those spirals are seen might could be uh those spirals are all over the place though we've we've found them in other locations as well um hydrogen gas moving close to the speed of light depositing large amounts of energy into their surroundings and in research published by Nature Today, my colleagues and I detected the telltale signatures of ordinary atoms in the jets from a small black hole, just a few times the mass of the sun. Uh, astronomers must have known about the jets for almost a century, yet the first jet was discovered in 1918 by Herbert Curtis, coming from the nucleus, the powerful galaxy M87. When he saw the curious straight ray of light that was later found to be an intense source of radio waves that's interesting so radio waves is a byproduct of uh matter because i mean i guess it's not really matter gas traveling at near the speed of light so maybe maybe matter moving at high rates of speed creates turbulence which can be other frequencies so um i don't he
0: know is, so hold on astronomers have known about jets for almost a century the first jet was discovered in 1918 coming from the nucleus of the powerful galaxy what he saw was a curious straight ray of light was later found to be an intense source of radio waves kind of like x-ray and gamma ray um mm-hmm. waves similar to what the, those those spheres may be emitting it's almost as if there needs to be a cyclical reoccurrence kind of like again a, a metaphorical or literal toroid field of certain elements and light waves that are confined to this particular reality. Because it needs to be the same building blocks that encompass the potential limitation of what we're living in or living or living within. It's almost as if there needs to be that re that compositional reoccurrence because that speaks to the aura right in ancient times of eating itself that whole cycle there that it seems like it there's no other way that this this needs to be structured within the foundation of the archetypes which speaks to um your synthet- sympathetic vibrations that would speak to the concept of harmonics within a photonic spectrum that we cannot perceive deliberately because of whatever we may be in, seem to align with the touching of the pine cones, and that speaks to again the horizontal angle, the vertical angle, which then speaks to again a uh, quadratics, the 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 cube, the square, which also then speaks to squaring of the circle, in my opinion, because you're keeping those same elements confined within the 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 the, the I guess you could say the um, parameters of of certain building blocks such as hydrogen to that that confined space. And that's why, for example, dare I say, I think, amongst many other possibilities that and I could be very wrong, but we see a lot of the um, spheres and cubes or cubes and spheres craft, particularly at higher altitudes. It seems as though it's again conforming to the set of elements that it's entering into the same way. uh, You know, you can't put a Call of Duty character into GTA. Same idea.
2: Uh, When you say higher altitudes like I. You know I, i'm sure you can't come up with it off the top of your head but i'm just curious if it's above the ionosphere so as we're like i said as we're moving out and away, um, mm. maybe it has something to do with the intensity you know what i mean like if you get too close to a magnet with a piece of metal it's getting slapped against the magnet right the magnet's going to pull it into the vacuum and it's and it's going to make contact maybe it's a matter of survivability of, like so these alleged super crafts that are the size of uh solar systems or whatever i don't know larger than planets and they they can't get close to the planet because maybe because of its mass it would draw it in and it would act
0: like a yeah, beacon I, i've been told it, if really if necessary it can but it's not ideal because it's sort of like its own form of planetary um uh energetic uh I guess you could say seeding is its own source of orbital mechanics. And it kind of creates a part of my English, a clusterfuck. If you start getting close to another planet, Um, same thing that if you would have a mothership of that type that you just explained, Scott, uh, interact with another mothership, it's the same idea. Too many chefs in the kitchen. They're beautifully so. Yeah, yeah, Yep. exactly.
2: So let's go from outer space back to the earth here. Um, Okay, we talked about the Earth's atmosphere uh i'll well, we'll leave the Gwen towers for another time you've talked about that a, a few times it's pretty interesting let's sure. get back to something that uh other people have talked about but i haven't had a chance to comment on yet so let's go to starforts.com and so this is a, a website that uh, i got turned on to where uh apparently it's it's got a whoop, oh, just that uh all over the world we have these star forts and this place here lets you go explore the ones in uh the US, UK, Italy, France and Canada, right? So uh let let let's uh choose your heritage. Let's go with Italy since it's uh, alleged that's where these things started off, right? Um oh, look there's one in Rome. Let's check that out. I haven't I, this is we're all exploring this together at the same time, folks. Very neat. So if we have uh oh my that. god there, I've, I've been there's here. a pentagon inside there how about that right up against a body of water that's what it looks like a river to me. um it's a cavity, so,
0: Scott. it's a cavity
2: inside a cavity yeah and then followed by cube right with a circle inside why not um but so so when i first started planning this episode uh my initial my initial thought was like these star forts i've seen some of them where the angles are a bit more pitched right where it's it's very steep in a draw so i was thinking well if there's frequencies that are hugging the ground at extremely low frequency or a very low frequency and they're traversing i don't know if they would which direction they would be coming from if it's a magnetic thing if it's going from north to south or vice versa if they were to orient um a star fort, in that uh, the, the the waves would be coming towards it and go into one of these notches, right? If that would act as a condenser, right, or a funnel to kind of harvest I, some of that low frequency.
0: Could, can I take it one step further? Go so ahead, bro we see here again the concept of water being a natural conductor relative to things like piezoelectricity uh, oscillation acoustic harmonics you name it but if you want to talk about synchronicities i'd like to give a very quick shout out to Riel because in real time i got a signal message where he's just been sending me some notes for some upcoming uh, you know brainstorming episodes and all that and he said well what do you know if you check wikipedia you'll find that the founding date of the institutionalization of roman law was implemented in the year 1088 1088 and that speaks to again the concept of water being a natural conductor above within physics engineering mathematics 10 to the power or integer of eight or above. That speaks to Salvatore Pays when he said to Kirchai Mungle it needs to be above 10 to the power of eight. That speaks to when Veda Austin, the water whisperer, who I'm hoping to have back soon on some new topics, talked about how fish in the water tend to, of many kinds, of all kinds, really, tend to naturally gravitate towards uh, pyramid structures, triangular-based structures that then emit frequencies and harmonics of 1.8, 108, regardless of where you move the decimal, there's a reoccurrence there. So I wonder if the institution and implementation of Roman law in the year 1088 had something to do at a larger level that we, as we discussed earlier with the yellow circle, like in one's home, except you macro that out, you zoom that out big time, and what you're then doing to your point of what you just said, Scott, of could this star starfort be harnessing or harvesting some type of bioresonant energy relative to the ether and the vacuum fluctuations that the uh, the, the, the 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 particle fluctuations uh, dump into the vacuum and then back out with new ones, almost as if we're, we're our resonance is being fed off of. This would be an ideal area to do that, in my opinion, because you have every single fundamental um, element, shape, geometry needed for that to occur. And go figure, uh, you know, this particular location you just so happen to choose seems to be the right place for that, in my opinion. Yeah, consciousness
2: led me. So uh, <laughs> I re- I remember what I was going to get to earlier when I lost my train of thought with the sympathetic vibrations and stuff, right? So. If we have these resonances uh, that are in the cavitation of our atmosphere that are affecting our brains in various ways, um, you can also uh, have, uh, what, what do they say? Um, resonant coupling, right, where you have two things and you move one closer to the other and it starts to vibrate in sympathy or, or um, in, uh, yeah. So it does that with water uh i i'd like to say hi to veda sometime also and and maybe ask her some questions too it'd be a very fun conversation absolutely Uh, so there's been a number of drop feedings where water is used uh so in the raw materials they talk about channeling where they place a cup of water uh over the head when they're laying down and they're they have their head facing towards the north magnetic north and they use this water to help aid in uh the coupling i guess of the consciousness so uh it's it's not unreasonable i think to perceive that when people are channeling not they're not not everybody's honest about it and i'm sure that there's some some fakes out there but there's some real deal stuff too when uh when they are channeling i what i understand is they're trying to tune their their energetic curvature of their mind to the same energetic curvature of the entity they're trying to contact right and being that we're like 70 or 90 percent water ourselves it is um very likely that water is uh is an antenna or or a medium in which we are able to make those connections sort I mean, of like
0: the vibrations are simpatico.
2: Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, uh, I don't vibe with that person. We say things without even really realizing how deep it goes. Go ahead, Mason.
1: What I'm seeing here is the, the, I mean, we, like we were saying earlier, you have a certain frequency that can create the shape of a triangle, you know? So it's so sound and shape. Are like they're the same thing. So here we have shapes that could represent a frequency that you know whatever they encapsulate, and by placing them near the water, that creates a resonance in the water, which is like you said, it's like an amplifier. It's like an easy way to broadcast something all over. And then what are we? We're almost entirely made of water and salt. So that symbiotic, you know, that sympathetic, you know, relationship between water and the body. And and like, what I don't know is what the intent of these shapes would be. That's, that's what I keep going back and forth. And even on the last uh, Starport episode I was on, I'm still on the fence with like what these shapes exactly represent and what the, what those intents could be.
0: I wonder just throwing it out there. If we subconsciously without realizing it via in our sleep brainwaves, you name it, as Scott was bringing up earlier, if we give the intent of that, and we don't even know it and us realizing it is what will break the whole, at least whatever is confining us apart type thing I just just a potential. Just to throw it out there as an idea if we are giving it that intent without even realizing it because that speaks to locking mass groups of people into entropic cavities around the world so and that speaks to again quantum physics is only reality is only as real as the individual observing it so then you have all of that and then there's this disarray confusion you throw in emotion into the energy sources that are constantly distracted in a very easy manner and boom you have what you have going on right now people and then again trying to sort of re-remember or revisit the source of the 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 foundation of it not saying this is what is just throwing it out there but incredible point mason
1: like very that totally makes sense like and if you think about us you know like it it goes back to what we were saying about like you know us influencing the human resonance as much as it's influencing us it's a feedback system especially and if we're you know like you were saying earlier if there's if there's a closed system to it it's just bouncing back and forth and and you're right maybe our intent you know affects these you know these shapes you know like maybe it's not something that produces a frequency on its own maybe it's just meant to kind of Amplify, you know, and and kind of almost be like a, you know, like an amplifier, like an antenna, and like in the closer proximity you are, the more it creates a intense, you know, amplitude of resonance, which projects it out through the water.
0: Well, right. Uh, it's I'm a, just spitballing, an, if, no, of course, if there's an amplifier, if there's an amplifier, may, to your point, if there's an amplifier, what's the source of the amplification, and that that becomes, I think, the very very basic but very prominent question. So, th- right. I think that's something that we got to realize too. Maybe us, not saying it is, but uh, Scott, please. Being that sciematics
2: are uh, shapes that are generated through frequency, what if these things are built to specifically be able to tune in or broadcast a
0: particular wave? and then using what the what you brought up earlier of sympathetic vibrations that speaks to messing with the weather in a certain part of the planet that speaks to driving mass consciousness entropically uh, to an yeah. em- emotional state of anger um sort of like when people again you go to a, a protest you feel very riled up well sure look at the sources that are emitting those those sympathetic vibrations that again sympathetic maybe not be the best word for that but the, the vibrations are clicking on that same wavelength and what you're then doing is using the vector scalar state via intention to point towards that focus so it also speaks with,
2: so maybe all right so there's some pretty interesting things about water like it doesn't compress very well So there have been uh, applications of using water in conjunction with shaped explosives, shaped charges of plastic explosives to do really interesting things. They have, uh, uh, basically it's a a preformed plastic container. They fill it with water. They put a plastic explosive underneath of it. And uh, you know how they use uh, high pressure water to cut denim and cut bowling balls and stuff? It's the same thing. Um, They they use it to um, uh, detonate or or destroy ieds or vehicle-borne ieds without it actually going off the the water pressure so strong it cuts the bombs in half they have them to cut holes in the sides of buildings and stuff through concrete and brick where it's just a shape charge but the water doesn't compress and it just cuts a door out of a wall with an explosion um sound if you make sound underwater it travels much better than it does through our our cavitation up here right but interestingly uh, you know, if, if water is that, that fantastic, fantastic of a conductor where it can conduct consciousness, um, it, it, may be better for tuning into specific things, but we have the, uh, the Schumann resonance field that's going across the globe and, um, it, it might, could be that that is, uh, one of the purveyors of the hundredth monkey effect, where you have so much consciousness uh, having a certain opinion that it starts to spread elsewhere, being picked up by these magnetic fields or magnetic
0: waves or whatnot, and being transferred elsewhere. I wonder if the that hundredth hundredth monkey effect. Thank you for bringing that up. How much that resonates—no pun intended—with the the res, the you know the Schumann resonance and the the different cavities that seem to lock into each other and in some cases deliberately unlock from each other or do not interlace in a way that like when you take a, a russian matryoshka doll and you put one over top of the other the way they kind of click in if some are deliberately not clicking and being inverted to a state of a mirror reality that then appears to give a clicking in this mirror state when realistically there's something up top that should be the source of the click that we are observing entropically on certain parts of the planet not to say this is for all parts of the planet but Again, that speaks to the synthetic or the at least the inverted uh, Merkaba, which speaks to the star forts, because it encompasses the same set of shapes you have the cube, the triangle and the uh, and the sphere. The, mm-hmm. the cube, the pyramid, the sphere, and that seems to make up the composition of the platonic solids that then work into, you know, um, dodecahedrons, uh, all of these different, um, all of these different shapes and variables. Oh my gosh, that would explain as well too how you have the, um, the uh, going off of the proposal not not fact but proposal that these aluminum spheres based on last week's episode may in fact be sort of like guards with the shotgun. They would utilize the three fundamental platonic solids that come again there's the number three that comprise the foundational uh, blueprint of what we're in. So those three points and vortices are not only a strategical protector of anything in the physical that may attack it but at the same time it is also creating that of orthogonal tensor metric states using topology and what's called knots in physics k-n-o-t-s to be able to use things like the star forts things like the ley lines to amplify that that resonance using again the sympathetic vibrations which could explain why certain parts of the planet some of these fears prefer to head to compared to others depending where they are at any given point in time sort of like again going to vibe with with people that you vibe with better than others uh so in in what you're talking about
2: i may be off by a degree but it could also speak to uh 432 hertz versus augmenting that to 440 so there's uh, anybody could go to uh, youtube and type in 432 hertz versus 440 hertz uh emotion type in emotions and you'll find that there are videos talking about people immediately relaxing when they hear 432 uh, 440 increasing anxiety and stress mm. um a whole bunch of that stuff even kanye west was talking about a well it wasn't 440 but he was talking about 808, the 808. Hertz.
1: yeah yep the so, 808 drums in the bass and the sub yep. frequencies
0: yep um, Exa- exactly um Sorry, guys, not not to not to be so abrupt in this regard, but would we, would we be able to cut it in the next uh, little bit? Just uh, we I think, we,
2: we've, we can yeah. call it, man. We've covered an
0: awful lot of ground. Yeah. So yeah. Um, wow. But I did I did. sorry I did want to say, uh, Scott, if there's anything you wanted to bring up to the audience um, in terms of, you know, your Twitter uh, or anything like that, I want to say that Scott has a very truly thought provoking feed on Twitter that I that, yeah, I really encourage you folks that have it to uh, to, to follow him on and even if you don't have it, maybe you should get it just for the sake of following him because really some of his tweets they 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 really go deep into philosophical thought and otherwise, but uh, I, I don't mean to speak for you, brother, but.
2: Thanks brother no it's that's uh, I appreciate it, it uh, if I, I do I I love you too, thank you. <laughs> uh, you can you can find me online at the uh, at Twitter with uh, Curiosis animus. Uh you can also find me on Instagram though I've been slightly less active. It's uh w t f i r g o 5. Uh what the fuck is really going on 5. So,
0: nice. Yeah. Thank and you. And here man.
2: of course. This is the place to be on on uh Generation Z Patreon.
0: I can't thank you enough for that, brother. And Mason, is there anything you wanted to to bring up before we call it?
1: Uh well in terms of one last thought that I wanted to throw out there, like when I look at the Starforks and we always see the pictures from above, I I see them as as pillars, like energetic pillars that shoot our and I make and, and that makes me think of like acupuncture, like almost penetrating the ionosphere to to create certain disturbances
0: that speaks to something that we could jump into uh if with scott's permission next next round something called yeah the, not
1: to get us all rolling again I know no 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 worries the, the, closed, the, the, divine, the divine the divine
0: command it. theory that's something that's interesting that speaks to to me at least scalar micro macro the divine command theory and its potential correlations to um zero point energy and something called deontology. ontology so i'll uh i won't i won't i won't explain what those mean, just, to, I guess, give both the Scott and, and the audience a bit of a homework for fun, but thank you so much, everyone, for, for tuning in and all that. And we will catch you all next time around. And of course, thank you, Scott, as always, for these fantastic uh, ideas that just springboard into so many different areas. Truly, can't thank you enough, man. Thank you, appreciate it, Dave. And thanks for coming on, Mason.
2: I appreciate it. This no problem, was awesome.